Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs. All whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. Marie and I go way back when we were both in a dressage group. If I recall, it was, I think, the British Dressage Dieters Club or something like that. Anyway, creativity caught up with her a few years ago and it's been so lovely chatting to her to see how her work has progressed and how she is building up her commission business. Oh God, I wish you could see her work as it's absolutely amazing. So sit back with your cuppa and listen in as we catch up and have a bit of a giggle. Hello? Sorry, I'm pressing a million buttons here. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Thank you, thank you. Okay, it's always the way that you go on Zoom and then it's like, need to update. Oh gosh, don't give me that. We're having some, uh, we're having some lovely, lovely um, internet issues today. Paul, Paul Lucy can't, she's up in my kitchen now rather than the office <laughs> trying to log in because I've got two different Wi-Fi things and oh. I'm not having it at all. Standing on the kitchen table trying to get close to the oh. subject. <laughs> I don't know. It's madness, utter madness. Well, I've just been um, back to the chiropractor, so my posture should be good. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh gosh, but lots of cracking. Uh, no, it's McTimony chiropractor, so it's all very gentle. Oh, and you no. can't think. Well, you sort of think to yourself, "Are they actually doing anything?" And yeah. then you get up and you're like, "Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, it feels a little better. bit like um, what the cranial osteopathy." Yes. Obviously, osteopaths yeah. different to a chiropractor, but there's yeah, a guy yeah. that used to do the McTimony, the McTimony stuff to, for horses. Horses. And I've yeah. always been a bit sceptical because you look at it going, mm, paying for them just to sort of not do a lot. And, but actually, when it's done to yourself, you're like, mm, actually, yeah, it does yeah. make a difference. So, interesting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Oh gosh! Well, it's really nice, really yeah. nice to see you, and really nice to chat yeah. to you. We're recording and all of that, you know. No, <laughs> Everyone will know about all your your treatment, <laughs> which is which is exciting. <laughs> I like to keep it real. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I don't know. So we've kind of known each other for quite a long time because we were part of the. Is it a diet group for dressage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that went well for me, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think um, I think after my I'm on my last week of my 30 day detox and I think I've, there's definitely something my sister keeps saying oh all of your fat your your back fat's going <laughs> I'm like great <laughs> um, do, you feel better, do you feel better than after doing it 
Yeah, yeah, I do actually. I do because it's been um, gluten-free, sugar-free, mm. no caffeine, no soy, no alcohol, Oh, no, nothing. But actually, <laughs> it, so it has been quite. It has been quite strict. Although the 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 meal that I've had, so it's two smoothies, so mm. pea protein smoothies that you have, um, and then you have like a a, a clean meal mm. at night. But the pea protein smoothies, you put fruit into them oh, and, right. and good fat, so you can have like an avocado, or half an avocado, or you can have some almond butter or something like that. So actually, they're really, really delicious. And they are so flipping, fulling, filling. Mm. Yeah, they just make you so full. Mm. So I've not found it difficult at all because normally, if I'm going to do something like that, I feel starving, and then yeah, I end up, feel that you're missing out oh, on something. I just yeah. end up feeling really ill. So actually, it's been quite easy to do. And then on a night, I just have like a big chicken salad or a steak or you know something like that, and it's it's, it's dead easy. I'm, I'm vegan, so maybe not quite. Oh, not the chicken or the steak. The <laughs> veggies, though. <laughs> um, you know, but it's not been it's not been tricky at all, really. It's been mm. it's been quite good. And I, I have to say, my joints feel a, an awful lot better. That's probably the gluten. A lot of people say. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I do suffer with, uh, and I've had quite a bad back, but I think that's down to the flipping menopause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Joint <laughs> back and then sometimes brain and mouth not coordinating because of the menopause. You, no. can't, you can't even think of a word sometimes. It's like give us a clue. Oh god. <laughs> I was doing a, a recording yesterday and I was talking about Harry Potter and that I listened to the audiobooks and Stephen Fry. I could not remember his name. <laughs> the life of me. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> so I just sometimes you can see it in your head. But you just can't, yeah, it's strange. It's very strange trying to explain to people. It is. I mean, I've been on HRT since uh, November 21. Oh, right, okay. I've been Um, on it here, but it's okay. It's better, but, yeah, yeah. still can't think sometimes. No, I think, yeah. I, I I really do. My the other the other thing I have, and I've and I've realised this is I don't know whether it's the thing or not. I tend to live in the present. I don't tend to mm. look at the past very often, so I don't remember stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like a goldfish. <laughs> oh God, fucking Nemo, isn't it? It's, um, oh, I don't know. You can't remember a name. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, what was her name? So this could just be us going. Do you remember that? Oh no. Yeah, I know. No, I can't remember that one's name. Dory. <laughs> it was Dory. Dory. <laughs> that was it. Well done. <laughs> oh dear. So oh, yeah, no. so we met on this on this dressage Facebook forum yes. thing for losing weight. All dressage. Do you still have? You still got your horses? I've still got a horse. I yeah. don't do dressage. I haven't done dressage for, oh gosh, eight years. I ride Western now. Do you? Yes, yes. Oh, that's I, interesting. Um, so my mare had got kissing spines and she'd had, I mean, to be fair, we competed. It's been actually a very long time since I did any competition whatsoever. So she had kissing spines and we did more rehab than we ever did anything else. But I need, you know, I kept her going and whatnot. And I went, um, my brother-in-law, Stu's brother, lives in Canada, went over there. And then uh, I went trail riding 
uh, Western. Absolutely loved it. Came back, bought her a Western saddle. She loved it. I retired her after a year and I've, I've got a little cob now, a little. So I've literally gone from this dress size diva with everything matchy matchy to a little black and white cob and a Western saddle and we just plod around the lanes. It's so much better for my back. I don't think I could ride in an English saddle now. That sounds like absolute bliss. Getting on is a bit like riding for the disabled, but <laughs> <laughs> but once I'm on, I'm actually much yeah. better than I am. Um, is that just because of how you sit in a Western saddle? Yeah, so much better, so much more comfortable. I still sort of sit using dressage principles, you know, balance yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, it's so much more. Oh gosh! I, when I I worked in York, um, and there was uh, one of the print buyers, Mandy. She was a Western rider, and but she went and did all of the. She was part of a Western group, and she went and did oh, all of the wow. training, and wow. you know they do all of the. You know, you'd watch them doing like a lope and all of this sort of mm-hmm. stuff, and you know, it's and it's all very sort of low, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. All low. Yeah. I think I'm sort of an in-between because I've I've had a couple of lessons from a cowboy that came over from America. A lot of it's still very much sort of balance and biomechanics of dress-up. Yeah. We still do shouldering and bits and bobs like that. But I still, but it's a lot more relaxed, a hell of a lot more relaxed. Yeah. And, um, oh, it sounds he, lovely. He, yeah, he loves it. I love it. Oh, we have a lovely countryside that we can ride around, although we have to go on the lanes, obviously, and stuff, yeah. and some cars. But, um, yeah, it's good. I'm really, really, really grateful that I've, you know, that I've, I can still ride and, and I've got here. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it is. It's lovely. It yeah. is. Do you know, I had the funniest dream the other night because my, my daughter, funnily enough, was saying, you know, do you think you're going to get another horse some sometime, Mum? And I was like, I think probably at the moment not because I, I don't have time yeah. and I need to lose a substantial amount of weight. I don't even think a shire horse would carry <laughs> But I think, I, you know, I wouldn't want something because I had a really big horse. And yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was ridiculously big. I mean, he was lovely, but he was ridiculously big. And I don't, I would much prefer something that's sort of like about 14, 2, 15 hands. Well, he's 15, 1. Yeah, per- oh. perfect size, perfect size. Nice little, you know, although they say ploddy cobs, but a lot of them are a bit He's like... not actually ploddy, but yeah. <laughs> but I had this dream. It was so funny. I, I was in, we were, we were some, I don't know where we were, Spain or Portugal or somewhere. And I bought this foal. All right. This is a dream. <laughs> I bought this foal and I was standing there. I think I was standing there with my mum. And I was like, oh, it's coming up the road now. And then all of this sort of like, I think there were sheep and cows. And, and then these two horses came up and there was this, this foal sort of trotting next to its mum. And I was like, oh, that's it there. And then the next minute I was in this, this is like bizarre dreams that I have. Next minute I was in this state in, in this sort of uh, stable block. And I'm thinking, oh, God, the foal's only two months old and I'm here to bring it home. But how can I bring it home? Because <laughs> it won't be weaned. So I was like, so then I went and spoke to the guy and he was like, oh, um, we're well, going to take the mare as well. That'll be £35,000. <laughs> I was like, and then in my head, so Louise is my she acts as my finance director. I was like, how am I going to tell Louise that I've just spent £35,000 on the horse? <laughs> that was bizarre dream. It was so funny. I don't know where it came from. Wow. But it shows that I'm terrified. Yes. Terrified of Louise. <laughs> <laughs> 
so funny so funny anyway but um no I my horse I think 2016 what was I doing yeah so when I left the I left the coaching went into sort of like the art business because I, I went to join went to work for an art gallery and then of course I'd started all my drawing and all of that kind of stuff so I, I and of course my hip a replacement hip in 2014 yeah, so yeah. that kind of was all a bit were but yeah I do miss them mm. I think sometimes as well it's uh the bond yeah it's the bond that you've got and the smell well, yeah all smell yeah, there's nothing better, is there? No, I know. I'm having um, spirulina at the minute. It's part of my detox. Yeah, yeah. And it smells just like horse food. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so that's all right. I don't mind downing that. In the <laughs> 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 I know, that's exactly what it is. A bit of al- alfalfa. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. I don't know. So talk to me about your uh, drawing because your development has been amazing. You know, I look at the. I mean, when you when you first kind of started, oh, you know, I can't I can't remember. When, when did you first start drawing? Was it when you? Uh, September twenty one. Was it when you joined me, or did you? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I um I used to draw when I was a kid. In fact, actually, yeah. I was connected with a cousin of mine recently, and she said, uh, "All you ever did was draw horses." I was clearly a horse mark from, from a child. And she said, you just used to draw all the time. And I can remember my mum saying I used to draw and everything all the time. And I wanted to do art. Uh, This is when you had to choose options and stuff. And I wanted to do art GCSE. But at the same time, I wanted to be a vet. So you could only choose so many options. So I had to do all three sciences. um, So I couldn't do art. And... The teacher actually said to me, well, if you're okay to come in on your lunch break, fair play, I'm surprised that they did it. They probably weren't supposed to. You can come in and do all your coursework on your lunch break. So I did. I remember, uh, I do remember the drawing. My mum says she's got it somewhere. And it's a key. I used to, it was only a graphite. And uh, she says, oh, it's like you could pick up this key from the paper. So I was obviously always into drawing what you see I always think especially at school they tried to get us to do different styles and I can remember I don't even know who the artist is she had a picture the teacher that she was looking at that we couldn't see and she described it and then we had to from her description draw it and mine was just very it's like a, a street scene or something like that and mine was very sort of correct if that makes sense whereas everybody else is going into different styles. And she's like, no, 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 you you can't just keep drawing realistic things, blah, blah, blah. And I think I was just more into how I wanted to draw. If I see, if I'm drawing a piece of, you know, still life and I'm drawing that pair of glasses there, I want to make them look like a pair of glasses. And actually, as it turns out, uh, the exam for it clashed with another exam, so I couldn't do the um, exam in the end anyway. And I didn't become a vet. Um, <laughs> I like animals too much. I don't think I could. I was, I'm too emotionally attached to animals. Um, so if I'm perfectly honest, other than if you're on the telephone doodling or whatever, or the odd sketch, in 30 years, I never picked up another pencil. Never did any. I've, I've got quite a creative mind. And I've got a non-stop mind half the time, actually. <laughs> yeah. honest. So I've got one of those that... It's really strange. So if I'm looking at something, I'm thinking, how does it work? 
how, how, or if it's like a commercial, how did they film that? And rather than actually watching it for what it is, I'm thinking, how did they make that? How did they do that? And sometimes my brain doesn't switch off from that. And it's like, ah. And long story short, I, for the last 28, 30 years, I've uh, been running pubs with my husband. We're pub course, managers. Yeah. And we've moved all around the country and it's a very stressful, long hours, etc. And then I think with furlough, because we were open, closed, open, closed, help out to eat out, all that malarkey nightmare. And then in 2021, I think as well with the menopause coming on, I might, I, I just needed something because my head was so many just constant thoughts and I just needed something to quieten, really. And actually, it's because some kids left some coloured pencils in the pub and I was just messing around. I thought, oh, I might have to go at drawing again. And because you'd already done a portrait, which I've actually got over there, to be fair, of Molly, I think I was probably one of your first ever commissions. I've got Why it. Did you show it to me. Yeah. She fell out the frame, so I need to get her a new frame. Oh, yes. 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 Molly, my old dog. She Gosh, great. those colours have stood up okay on that yes, black. Yes, no, it's amazing. I think, I, I think I wasn't using very good pencils back then. <laughs> so, so there Molly, we go, all light fast. Yeah, and when you tell your story of I used to only charge £40, you did. Yeah. In postage. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so, um, so I looked you up on YouTube. And uh, I followed a few videos and obviously looked at some other artists and stuff on YouTube. But then I joined your Patreon mm. and sat in this little room here. And I'm not, because this used to be my dressing room. It's just a little box bedroom. And I sat at the corner and I got a little portable easel, which is a tiny little thing, sat on a hard kitchen um, seat, <laughs> really uncomfortable, shoved up the corner, surrounded by clothes. And drawing and everything, and really, really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, I decided I missed. I must have missed the fact that when did you first open the academy? Twenty September twenty one. Yeah, September twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I must have missed that. I think I joined your Patreon around September yeah. Octoberish twenty one, and then joined the academy on Boxing Day. I couldn't wait. <laughs> I'd worked obviously all day Christmas Day. And I was at work Boxing Day as well. But obviously I woke up early because I had to get up and, and go to work. Yeah. Hospitality trade, you never have a day on. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I, I joined straight away. It's only like five o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, well, it, we, we opened them at midnight then. Yeah. I can remember sitting up watching like Christmas film after Christmas film. <laughs> when do we open it? When do we open it? Um, oh, that's, that's amazing. And now... And, yeah. and what were your so what so can you sort of recall the first pieces that you did? Have you still got your first pieces? I have, yeah. Um, I think the first well, because oh, I'm trying to sell some originals. I've got far too much work, <laughs> far too much work, and actually, I've had to buy some more drawers because I can't fit anything in here. Um, yeah. So before I joined your academy, I did uh, a squirrel and a blue tit. And I can't remember the first piece I did with the academy. Obviously, I went through the foundations and I did the German Shepherd and everything. And then I did um, art clubs and stuff. But one of my first pieces would have been that was me just messing around. So, which are pretty good. 
So that so they were your kind of your first pieces. Yeah, but that was with watching you on YouTube and doing Patreon, and then yeah. obviously joined the academy and just absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, did uh, I think the brandy tutorial? Did quite a few of the tutorials and stuff. A lot of the horses, obviously. Mm. But uh, yeah, really, really loved it. And then found that I think I find whilst I draw. I could lose six hours, honestly. I used to say to Stuart, I'm just popping upstairs for an hour. He's like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's as bad as horses, isn't it? Oh, just going down God. to the yard. Three yeah, weeks yeah, later, yeah. Come home. <laughs> yeah, I'm just popping to the yard. Yeah, right. We're not having dinner, are we? No. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I literally could, I just lost myself in it and loved it. And I find that I don't, because my mind just seems to constantly be thinking and overthinking of stuff. I find when I'm drawing, I can, I don't, I'm just concentrating on what I'm doing. The only thing I would say is my skill has improved. And you talked about this conscious, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. unconsciously yeah. competent or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because I now automatically go to, to pick up some a pencil straight away so I don't have to think about it as much. Mm. I end up thinking of other stuff and I'm like, no, go away. I don't want to have to think about what's going on. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So now I have to listen to a podcast or music or something else to try and take my mind off it. Right. That's interesting. Or yeah. potentially maybe really starting to step up your development. I mean, I yeah. your development has been amazing. Oh, you, I mean, your the horse pieces you're doing now are yeah, spectacular. I mean, they really are beautiful, and you're selling them, aren't you? you your your commissions. Yeah, yeah, commissions. Yeah. yeah, I've got a horse I'm doing now. Commission. A lot of them at the moment, though, they're all surprises or birthday presents. <laughs> so you can't share yeah, anything. I'm doing. Like I'm doing one of the. I'm doing a, a black Labrador that's a, a surprise. Yeah. yeah, and that that's a that's a problem, and especially for somebody you know like you who is wanting to you know you want to keep yeah, yeah. to Facebook and you want to keep everything relevant and everything. What do you do? How do you you know? <laughs> And it's about trying to, I mean, I put a reel out on Instagram yesterday of my cat. I don't know if you saw it. I see it, actually. I, I, I can't tell you how many comments it's had. <laughs> Anything cat related, though. Oh, God, tell me about it, honestly. If you want if you want likes and follows, just put something you about it. cat on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, your, your work has really developed and in a in a short space of time I mean I know we're sort of you know we're halfway through 2023 but you know your your work has been consistently good for quite a long time we all kind of work and develop in different ways and different speeds some people it does take longer but you were saying you could spend six hours drawing yeah and if you're regularly spending six hours drawing yeah you're putting the hours in and it's all yeah. about the hours it's like riding it is it, it, it is yeah it's just all yeah. about the practice and yeah. the muscle memory and everything isn't it yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. you know and you get to I'm guessing you found your own way with your colors yeah I'm I'm dreadful see I don't know how you can look at a piece and go right I'll need that 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 and that I am really awful for just I'll look at a section and go, mm, yeah, and I'll try that, and I'll try that, I'll try that. On your drawing, you take yeah. But that's yeah. what I do. <laughs> Just I do, yeah, I do, literally. If it doesn't work, I'm like, yeah, no, this doesn't work. Let's try something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> 
I mean, do you know, but but that is like very much a part of I quite like being like that because it means I don't have to be spot on and perfect. And it yeah, and, and it's very, it's very sort of my drawing is relaxed. Yes. Yes. And I want it to say I want it to be that and I want it to work out well but at the same time I think it's why I also love coloured pencil and more realism I've tried to do some pieces that are more painterly and more relaxed because I feel that I should enjoy that but I feel at the same time I need control does that make Mm. sense yeah definitely I, I think my heart would love to do oh, I love uh, do you know H from Steps yes he's uh, he's actually uh, an artist right and I found him on Instagram and he's just had his first exhibition and he does oils and he does stuff in the plain air and everything is he called um, H from Steps uh yeah Ian H Watkins if you have a look at him on Instagram and he, I think uh it's Ian H Watkins art on Insta and he's very uh loose oil sort of really expression I, I love I love it and I think oh, I'd love to do that and then I'm like oh, yeah yeah. Isn't it? yeah yeah but then I'm like oh no because I really want to control and I wouldn't be able to control that and it's just that my heart would love to do that kind of art my head's like no 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 it's got to be tight and controlled and I try and let go a little bit it's like I'd love to do watercolors but I've never been able to get on with it no been able to get on with it, it. in your life are you quite controlled in your life or is everything a bit chaotic both <laughs> I think I'd like to be controlled yeah to a degree everything's controlled I think since doing art my housework's gone down up to downhill um <laughs> I think that yeah I've, I yeah I think as well because the job that I do as well because things have got to be a certain way and I don't like it if they aren't done a certain way right. so, yeah I think got very high standards with but it also sounds like you very much kind of in is part of you for because if you were drawing those sorts of things when you were a child yeah you know and, and, I, and I do think we have something in us that lends us to be and when I say expressive, I don't mean that our work isn't expressive, but, you know, you've got those expressive watercolours, those oils yeah. where like, like a dash of paint here and a dash of paint there. And, and you've got like a face and you're like, oh, how, how did you do that? Yeah, I love that kind of art. And that's the sort of art that I have on my abstracty stuff that I have on my on my walls. I, I absolutely love it. I've got a, a really chaotic lifestyle. Mm. I'm really messy. <laughs> terribly messy I will walk stuff that's on the past stuff that's on the floor yeah I will just walk past it for days (laughs) (laughs) I don't you know and and like my kitchen table looks like I've got some kind of a production thing going on you know packing something yeah And and I get to the point where I'm like, I can't stand this. I've got to sort something out. And then it and then everything goes. And yes, then me too. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you have a day where everything looks immaculate. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like you look everywhere. It's like I hoovered. And I look everywhere and it's like oh, brilliant. And I've got two German shepherds and they sneeze and everywhere's just covered in dust and hair again. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Burrs at the moment. Oh, yeah. it, you know, and, and and I think that's probably where I get my the control from mm. for my drawing because it's somewhere where I, because people say to me how how can you keep your pastel mat so clean? Mm. And I mean, I have got there's dust everywhere because <laughs> I've got all of the dogs in here and it gets really yeah, dusty. <laughs> and I I I just I I've got a very still hand yeah. when I draw. I've, I've kind of drawn sections so I'm not kind of all over and and it is stays clean and I make sure that everything's kind of covered up but I do think that that's where any kind of control that I've got comes out because I just it just doesn't exist in the rest of in my rest life, of your life. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah I think now I, I have to have certain amount of control but then it's like an inner battle of oh it doesn't matter mm. So, yeah, I will let certain things go to chaos, but at the same time, there's a still an element of control there. I have yeah. to. Have to. Yeah. I, have a, I have a really big battle around organisation. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I have to be quite reasonably organised. I say, oh, see, I say reasonably organised. I know exactly, in my head, I've got everything. And then I'll sit and look at Instagram and then go, Oh crap! I should have done that. Yeah. Uh, Lastminute.com. So yeah, I've I've got a battle of. I know what I should be doing, mm. and I make a list of what I should be doing, and then I get distracted. Yeah. yeah. I have to be organised with you know with the stuff that I have going on. So we've had a team meeting this morning. I've then got another meeting this afternoon around. What's that around? Around something important. I can't remember what. (laughs) (laughs) Of terms and conditions or something, uh, I think, for something. And something else. (laughs) (laughs) um, You know, the boring stuff that is really important. And and my diary is always full. Mm. But I don't populate the diary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I am quite naughty and I will just go, I'll just block off that there because I don't want to do anything. You know, I've done this, I don't want to do anything else. But yeah, I I I have this urge not to be organized, but then I know that to run a business I have to be organized. And there's this constant kind of battle going on. I guess I quite like routine. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, it is it is good to be in a routine, but then I think sometimes. I'm the same. I think if I have to do something spontaneously, it's always the um, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I have to. I have to have a set sort of. Today we do this. Today we yeah. do that. Because if I don't have a routine, like in lockdown, and we were furloughed, it was great for a week. It's like oh, this is like a holiday. Oh, now I'm bored. Okay, so I'll do some housework or I'll do some painting, like walls. And then it got really hot in the first lockdown, didn't it? In the May, it was absolutely horrendous. And routine just went out the window. It was day drinking and everything. It was like, <laughs> somewhere. And my routine literally went out the window and it was like, I really need to get back to work here. This is ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Because we've done that trade for nearly 30 years running pubs and and restaurants that must have been really hard actually oh it was such a strange time but but also the um the 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 community element of it as well yeah I mean if I'm perfectly honest I'm could be a hermit Mm. Uh, I think that is because of seeing so many people all day every day 
it's tough. It's a really tough job and you always have to be the happy one and, and you know. So it is a tough it is a tough job. And if I'm perfectly honest, I could quite happily be a hermit now and not see anybody live on an island and just have yeah. a, <laughs> um, and allow the husband. But uh, yeah, it's it is it is a tough job. So yeah, going from we closed on the Friday before Mother's Day. And it was literally, right, okay, you get five o'clock, you announced, right, you close in tonight. And it was like, oh, my God, emergency teams meeting, this, that, and the other. This is what you've got to do. And then on Mother's Day, it was like, this is really quite strange. And we were in the pub and there's nobody there. And it was just, I mean, it was a, such a strange time, wasn't it? It really was. Crazy time. Like you say, sort of. We couldn't go to visit Stuart's parents and we would sort of stand outside and talk through the window and, and it was just really, really, really strange. It was bonkers. And then we were back and then we had to close again and then we were back open for a month and then we closed again. So it was a it was just topsy-turvy time for routines. Mm. I think as well, it, for an awful lot of people, I think if you listen to an awful lot of people around that time, it brings home what's important yeah I think that's definitely I think that's a one of the only good things to come out mm. of you know, I could talk for ages about <laughs> um I could talk for ages about lockdown how it's it's actually totally ruined my parents lives they were so terrified mm. my dad was forced to stop working and he's worked all his life and now he doesn't know what to do with himself. Oh, that's awful. He's like, what, 78, 79? So wow. he, can't, he can't go back to work. And, you know, when you've been active and, and working and, and then all of a sudden you're confined to a house. Yeah. And you're used to going out and meeting people. And, and not spending active. all day with your spouse. <laughs> well, do you know? Yeah. It was um, like, you breathe a bit quieter over in the corner there. <laughs> I mean, luckily for me, I... Didn't it didn't really change anything for me? No, yeah. Because I, I was working from home. I was yeah. doing my drawings, and I was at that point I was teaching online because I was with Patreon and everything. Yeah. You know, we still got to take the dogs out for a walk, and you know. But I think one of the the only good things to come out of that is that people really do have started to realise what is important for them. What's important? Yeah, absolutely. I um, so I'm part time now. So after 30 years, uh, I'm now part-time. Stuart uh, is a sole general manager and I just work there part-time. I trapped a nerve in my back. I've had spinal surgery before anyway. Uh, I trapped a nerve in my back in February this year and it was, oh my God, literally the worst pain I've ever experienced in my entire life. I'm screaming A&E down in the end. They gave me some morphine and gas and air to shut me up. Um, But uh, yeah, it was absolute agony. And I was off work for about six or seven weeks. I was like the walking dead dragging my leg because it wouldn't work. It was horrific, absolutely horrific. So literally today was, oh, I've got one more appointment. Uh, today was, was part of my, my my back and everything. Yeah. And I think it was at that point, I thought, I can't, it's a physical job. I can't just keep doing this. I can't do this all day, every day. And I'm just not physically, you know, I'm just not physically able to do this anymore. Plus, obviously, I really want to try and, and, eventually I've got a plan eventually want to go full-time uh doing the art and stuff 
So, yeah, I've got, I've got a plan to do some craft events and bits and bobs. We did one on Saturday. It's in my comfort zone because it was actually at the pub. All right. <laughs> it's in my own comfort zone. I haven't quite pushed myself out of the comfort zone yet. Yeah. I don't know how to go. It was all right. It was quieter than expected, but it was all right. I did one at Christmas as well, and that was good. I've got a couple of commissions out of it, though, so I'm happy about that. Oh, yeah, 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 and I've sold a couple of original pieces, so excellent. excellent. So that's good. So, yeah, I've, I've got a plan. And hopefully, fingers crossed, then it just means I can do that part time. So to support Stuart running the business and everything. But then I can concentrate on doing my own business, which mm. is what I want to do. Yeah, I really want to do that. So. That's amazing. How does it feel then from obviously loving art as a child and then re kind of visiting it and re falling in love with it as I mean, I don't know how old you are, but, you know, probably sort of maybe you look a lot younger than I am um I'm 21 with experience yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 48 48 yeah so you are younger than me but, but that you know that 30 how does it feel then to now what do you feel and think when you look at your work sometimes I look at my work and go did I do that I, I honestly I do I'm like wow how, how did I do that and I, I am proud. I'm, I'm very, I don't take compliments very easily. Um, yeah, I am extremely proud of, of what I've done. And then in a way, I'm really gutted I didn't do it earlier. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just like, why didn't, why didn't I do it earlier? Yeah. Because I could have had this joy then instead of working really hard for years and years and years yeah and although yeah. you know we needed to because at the end of the day you, you need a job you need to work of course, you need to of course. and you know and I I, know, I get that you know and I know a lot of people say to me you know oh gosh can you imagine you know if you'd have done this if you'd have carried on from school and I was like I'm not sure that I would be doing what I'm doing now if I'd have carried yeah. on from school yeah, sure. because actually everything that I've done in my life up to now has as it's all been sort of like a Oh, people talk of it as a journey when you, you yeah you want to be sick doesn't it but you know it is isn't it it's all part of that that like if that experience hadn't have happened this might not have happened yeah it's all you know it's all connected isn't it at the end yeah of the- yeah and it's not you know looking looking hindsight's a, a brilliant thing isn't it and regrets I don't think we should ever have re- regrets or anything like that but yeah I get I get you because you think oh, you know the absolute joy I get when mm-hmm. You know, I'm drawing and I'll have moments where I just and I get I get very goosebumpy. So I I try as well, you know me with all of the stuff that I do in the academy. I'm very much sort of like law of attraction. I listen to an awful lot of and I'm not law of attraction where I just sit here and go, I want this. (laughs) It drops on my lap. That's not what I see the law of attraction as being. The law of attraction I see as being um, you're, you're living you're you're giving out what you want to receive you know if you if you manifest something you actually have to put the work in to to get it it's not just going to drop on your lap and you know I listen to an awful lot of people my latest one is the Joe Dispenza which Susie mentioned as well actually and I've been listening to his podcast and he's he's awesome he's absolutely awesome and he's all around the science behind the law of attraction so it's not that I'm a sciencey person, I'm I'm very much the opposite of a sciencey person. But I get a lot of 
sort of uh, goosebumpy feelings. Mm. And I'm sure I'm sure that's to do with the uh, a higher vibration that that I try to live my life at. So yeah. I will look at my drawing sometimes, and I I, I will actually cry. <laughs> it sounds really silly, and it's not, and it's just because I'm just so overjoyed with what yeah. I'm doing and I know, how yeah. I'm feeling. Yeah. And I just look at them, and I'm just like, oh my god, how amazing is this not not how lucky am I to be doing this because I don't I don't really believe in luck I believe in you know opportunities and all of that kind of stuff but how amazing is it that I can do this I can help other people to do yeah what they want to do you know have a have a very small part in that and it's just the most incredible feeling and it makes me so happy and then when I hear other people you know overjoyed with what they're doing it honestly it just makes me so happy so happy well that um the one piece that I did the German Shepherd I haven't got a picture it's not it's not here it was a it was for um you know fabulous Finn uh the police dog oh yes it was their other dog that passed away and she's the spitting image of one of my dogs I cried pretty much for the entire time of drawing that dog <laughs> and every time now when I look at it God, I can't even talk about it because I'll start crying. A dog, a dog that is, that you used to have. No, no, it is just it looks a... like one of my dogs now. But oh, right. But... Not even that. It's just I look at it and I'm so proud of the piece. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, even just looking at a photo of it, I'm not. I just get really teary, and it's like, oh my God, what is what we're doing? <laughs> but but this is, you know, that's it's such a lovely feeling to have, and and half of the time we suppress that feeling. Half of the time it's like, oh, for goodness sake, that is so silly. Or, you know, oh, gosh, you you shouldn't be feeling this way or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, if you've got to feel, feel it. (laughs) I think I'm I'm a very emotional person when it comes to animals. Mm. You watch any... Black Beauty on the telly. Oh, I I only have to hear the theme tune to Black Beauty. And Stuart's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm just like... (laughs) I can't I tell you what I get really there's a couple of TikTok I'm addicted not addicted to TikTok I do like TikTok there's a couple of TikToks that I follow there's one guy that goes and he's got um and he's got like a big ranch and he rescues all sorts of animals in in America and he'll go and he'll visit dogs that maybe uh, have been there for quite a while but you know um, maybe not suitable to go into like a, a normal home if you like and he'll go and he'll make friends with them and he'll bring them home and then they become part of the pack. And I'm an absolute flood of tears. <laughs> and then there's another one with the rescue place where they go and, t- and they've, they've got like a little card. And he's like, is it, is it, it's you, you've been adopted. And the dog's going, yeah. And I'm sitting there watching TikTok going, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> utter madness. And I've, I've been, been known to be so well, Sitting here at midnight, in many t- is it many tears? The one of the rescue centers in the UK, yes. yeah. They rescued was it 30, 20 or 30, I think, probably from a, a puppy mill type thing. And they had some newfies in there. My my two girls are newfie crosses and they couldn't walk. And then they showed the eyes. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's and it. I was like, oh my God, my phone came out. And I'm like, right, donate, donate. And I, and I, and I donated. Um, and I, I, that's 
that's yeah. what I, you know, I donate to quite a lot of charities, but I, I'm oh, honestly, and then I, and then it just gets too much for me and I can't. That's the thing. I get very, yeah. I, I, you just, yeah. I start crying. Okay. And there's too- one. There's one TikTok which is when you get to heaven. This is the site you're going to see. Oh and as soon God. as that comes up, I oh. swipe. Swipe. Can't even. Oh, can't even. God. I'm wiping the tears away. Like, oh, just, no, no. I'm just crying. <laughs> but say, saying that, I, I know you were. It's not a. I don't think it's a contentious subject. You're you're vegan, which uh-huh. you know, my brother's uh, vegan. Um, my sister's vegetarian. It's always, it's always the way of how do you know somebody's a vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you in the first five minutes. And <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I couldn't care less what anybody is. You know, oh, um, I'm not, but I do find myself swaying towards. So if I go to a restaurant, so last last night uh, we went out for Thai, which was really lovely, and actually I I do like the vegetarian, yeah, the vegetarian options, but I I mean I. I, you know, I do like my, I've always been a meat eater and I do like my steaks and all of that. Well, kind of well, I've, been, yeah. I've been vegetarian since I was 14. So I was vegetarian, well, 13, actually, I think. I've been vegetarian for 30 years and then mm. the last five years I've been vegan. Yeah. And I, oh, I think, well, I was vegan about 15 years ago for about six months. But then if you wanted to go out and eat, it was a plain jacket potato, no butter yeah. and some lettuce. So, and I, I, I and to be fair, I think working and running the pub at that time we were living in the pub, so it was just mm. all every day. I think options have now become. Yeah. I mean, you can be gluten free, you can be, you know, and stuff, yeah. all of that kind yeah. of stuff. So, you know, and it's, I, yeah, it's because I have a, a massive love for animals. I suppose I could. I suppose I just separate them. Maybe. I'm, I mean, I grew up on a farm. You know, we. My dad used to sort of you know he ran a restaurant so I grew up in a similar a similar business to um pubs and everything uh in a restaurant and we lived above it so when we had to go and get the the milk and stuff in the morning it was from the massive fridges you know the big walk-in fridges yeah 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 there was a a half a cow in there or a oh my god yeah yeah. um you know so you I suppose you kind of became uh, yeah but it's yeah it's do you find it a lot easier now to eat sort of like a vegan diet because of what do you have to take supplements and stuff I do anyway because especially because of my age and whatnot but I do now because we don't live at the pub we've we've we live out we've um we bought a house six years ago best thing we ever did absolutely the best thing we ever did and I do try to cook an awful lot if I've got time and if I can get myself into the routine I do try to batch cook so I'll try and make lots and lots of different things and then chuck it in the freezer so that if you're at work or whatever, you can come home and just yeah, you know, chuck it in the microwave or whatever. It's a lot easier. Um, but, yeah, there's so many options these days. It's fantastic. It, it just makes life a hell of a lot easier, to be perfectly honest. And, and if somebody gives me a menu and there's more than one choice, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what to have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just know what not roast anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what choices are. Oh my oh, lord! God. So yeah, no, oh, I, I um, yeah, I like I say, you, you know, it works for me. My husband eats meat. He doesn't yeah. get cooked here. <laughs> he has to have it when he's out. But yeah, I don't mind. My dogs are raw fed. Dogs are raw fed. So yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't want. So to. funny. So uh, so my dogs are raw fed. And uh, the cat, 
It's so funny. The cat, I'll be feeding the dogs in the morning and they have, uh, I use a company called Honeys and it's yeah. all like organic uh, British. I think you can, you know, you know the farm where they've come from and all of this sort of stuff. Anyway, I'm un- unwrapping them, putting them in and the cat will come and smell it. And you know, when they do that sick face and she's like, oh, really? <laughs> oh my God, she only likes fish. Oh my God. So yeah. we we uh, lost our cat. We, we only had her for a few months. Uh, we rescued her. And then sadly on the lane outside. Uh, oh she gosh. Car, but she would stick her face in. And we got two German shepherds. She was this tiny little ginger thing, tiny. And she would stick her face right in the bowl and they'd be like, um, uh, excuse me, mine. And they'd just sit there watching her, eating away. It's funny. I mean, my Miri now, so she's a house cat. I think because she's Maine Coon, I've always had a house cat. Yeah. We, we live in the middle of the countryside, but we've got sort of quite a fast lane going yeah. through. We've also got a very keen gamekeeper. With, wow. We've got pheasants and everything in the wood behind us. And he will he will shoot shoot the cat. With there's neighbours of ours, they've lost so many cats. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. So she's now, but she's got got the catio outside yeah, and I'm having some um like trellis work put up and a like a pergola thing and he's gonna create me a a catio out of the window of the kitchen oh, so really? I can actually have the window open probably yeah, yeah. all of the time and she can just pop out and sit oh, outside and you know look at the birds and everything but I think Dora the little spaniel will probably join her in there yeah probably <laughs> we just sitting in there watching the birds she's yeah. a terror is that little thing Oh. oh my goodness! Oh, honestly. So your German shepherds—they'd be quite—they're quite big. Yeah, they're—they're they're not. Well, the bitch Echo, she's actually bigger than my dog. Yeah. Uh, he's working lines, so he's smaller but solid. Absolutely yeah. solid. She's a tall girl. She's very yeah. tall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've only really ever had big dogs. Mm. Um, in fact, actually, when I when I was a kid, I grew up with greyhounds. Uh, my mum was actually an uh, amateur racing greyhound trainer. So, but they used to live in the house. So we'd have five greyhounds. I'd be sat on the floor, and the dogs would have the sofa. So, yeah, I know people say about you know greyhound racing and stuff, and it can it can you know be a contentious subject as can horse racing and stuff like that. But I was I grew up with them. They absolutely loved it. They used to yeah. constantly go out walking all day. She'd take them out for hours absolutely hours upon hours and they loved it they absolutely loved it and like I say they loved they lived the life of Riley they had the sofa yeah. we had the floor <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to um I was talking to the lady who helped me with the interior design of my sitting room and she's like oh you know your beautiful sitting room and I was like I'll tell you a secret I don't often go in there anymore this the, we've got this beautiful loaf sofa yeah. corner sofa beautiful sofa it's just, it's just where the dogs sleep. <laughs> Same as ours, to be fair. <laughs> you usually have to come in and it's like, uh, come, come on, off you yeah. get. Are yours all, uh, although the Spaniel won't be, will they? Are they all sort of non-shed? The So the de- the deer hound, he sheds like nobody's business. Oh, um, the two girls are poodle crosses. They don't shed at they all. Don't shed. That's nice. I mean, some poodle crosses do, but, but but mine too don't. And then Dora, who's also a poodle cross, but she looks like a working spaniel. Yeah. Um, she sheds. Ah, right. Yeah. Ah, it's grind all over. It's honestly, it's some days you like tumble. You like, how are you not bald? Yeah. How are you not bald? <laughs> tumbleweeds of hair, and you're just like, 
I just sweat. Where did this come from? They literally, and they go to the dog groomer, they have bath and, you know, spa yeah. day and pumper day. Yeah. Come back and then you look around and you're like, oh, my God, there's just, I'm surrounded yeah. by hair. But then I do think I call it my little fibres of joy because <laughs> I said the day that they're not there. Well, exactly, exactly. See, yeah. then I start to get emotional about that. Oh, yeah, I can't even think. I can't oh, even think. Wow. My um, my slipper is uh, six in August this year. So she's new fee cross standard poodle. I don't know what the life expectancy of them is, but I, I, I can't even I can't even think. Because <laughs> you've got one with hip dysplasia, haven't you? My Riley's got hip dysplasia. Uh, um, so uh, Nellie, who's the, she's three, she has hip dysplasia. She's got a very, very weird gait, looks mm. like spotty dog, but she's been doing hydrotherapy. Yeah, he did it as a For two years, I think she's been doing it two years. She has got the strongest back end. Mm. I mean, she can jump, which is crazy. It's all going really well. That's yeah really yeah because he was saying oh you know you might need to just suppress her uh exercise and everything she is the most giddy kipper and i was like <laughs> i prefer to have i prefer to have a a shorter happier life no, no, and a yeah. longer one and be miserable because yeah. she can't go for a walk or she can't run or whatever he doesn't um, go very far he's eight now mm. he doesn't go very far it will run around like crazy with her, but then the next day he'll struggle. So yeah. I have to just yeah. go, just calm it down a bit, stop running around, being such an idiot. But no, he's, I, I, my God, he's my hot dog. Absolutely my hot dog. I absolutely adore him. Oh, And I just, it makes me tear up thinking about it. No, I can't, I can't, I can't bear it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's why I keep on buying more and more and more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're just going to be crazy dog lady. My son keeps on saying, get another cat, get another cat. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm not sure. This one is nothing like our old, our old lovely ragdoll Peggy. She she was just like an ornament. She just sat on the table. She didn't do anything. She was lovely. She came and gave you a kiss and a cuddle and she was all lovely. Miriam is crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the dishwasher. She's always opening the bin. Wow. So the bin's wow. always open. She'll stop. I'll put my, my dryer on at night. And I come down in the morning. She's paused it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I don't think she does it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand that racket. Pause yeah. that. <laughs> electricity there, Mom. <laughs> she's, she's nuts. She's absolutely nuts. And then she's just go flying around stuff. And, wow. Oh. She's, she's only a kitten though, isn't she? Six months old. Yeah, she's uh what is she nine months? Nine months? Oh, nine months old. Yeah, she'll be a year in October. Oh. Yeah. I'm when they're that age and they're also Oh, I think she's honestly cats, she's great. Yeah. Some cats keep that mentality though, don't they? Our old ones were like that. Yeah. yeah. We had cats when we lived in the pubs. Um, and they were 17 when we lost them, and they they yeah, yeah. they play fetch. The one would literally play fetch with a cork. You yeah. throw it, you bring it back and drop it. It's, it's great. It's lovely. Oh, gosh, oh, I love. Yeah, no, I love. I love my dog. Honestly, but they make such a flipping mess everywhere. The, the moment they go in, they're in the garden. So I've had my garden's all lovely and it's growing, and they're just eating all my plants. Yeah, yeah. Our garden is like a building site at the moment. I'm looking at it, going, "Oh my god, it'll get done this year." Yeah, it will get mine done. was mine was a building site for 17 years. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Well, we've done gradually the house. Uh, yeah, just the garden needs finishing mm. now. But the the dogs wreck the lawn. 
absolutely wreck the lawn. Yeah. Well, that's what I've had a I've had fake grass put in mine. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a massive piece of lawn, but it's yeah, it's they just run around and play on it, which then turns the middle to mud. Yeah. And then bring even more mud in the house, and you're like, really? Yeah. I have to admit, I didn't like the, when when the when the gardener said we're going to put fake grass in. I was like, no. Mm. And then they said, well, let's try it. So they put it in. I was like, oh my god, that looks amazing. And it yeah. looks like real, it looks like real yeah. grass. Yeah, yeah. And people are saying, oh, when it gets really hot, it burns. It doesn't. Doesn't it? No. Oh, okay. I mean, we haven't had really hot here. I think we had about 27, 28 degrees. And they were all, they loved it because it was, it was warm, but it's not going to burn you. Because I was like, oh, I need to, can you, can you go on this? You're going to burn your toes. The only thing is if it rains and then it's hot. Yeah. The smell. Ah. It's bad. Yeah, nice. So I have to put disinfectant on it. Yeah, yeah. Which is a bit of a pain, but uh, but it's you know it's normally okay. But it looks really, it looks lovely. Mm. Oh, good! Your views are amazing. Yeah, your views. Really, yeah. I look over a vineyard at the front because we live really? in. Yeah, yeah. We live in the country, and we look over a vineyard. It's only it's only ten acres. It's yeah. Quite, um. So yeah, they grow they grow uh, grapes there for wine. Yeah. And uh, then surrounded by farmers' fields, so I always say, "Oh, it's because we live in the country; we get loads of dust." And yeah, it's just because I don't dust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the other day, I'm not joking. The other day, he was harvesting the wheat, which is literally in the field next to us, and it, there was just clouds of dust everywhere. I was like, oh, "I'm literally just." Do you get all the little um, thunderbugs, the little harvest bugs? Oh, yes. Yes. And they're getting all of your pictures. Yes. The picture frames. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, oh my God, and they're everywhere. <laughs> Scratches your skin on. Yes, literally. Yeah. I see, I used to be um a really cold person. And since the menopause, I'm 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 not now. I'm so it's chuffed because it's cheaper on uh, heating. <laughs> <laughs> and if I get hot and sweaty and then I get thunderbugs on me, I'm like, oh my god, I need to just no, I can't I can't deal with it. Can't no, deal with it. get in the shower. Awful. I don't know when they're gonna start harvesting. I think because the weather's been so bad here. Oh, my, so my youngest son is very farmery. Uh, you know, yeah. we'll go we'll go for a walk and he'll pick it all like, oh, it's ready now. Oh, I'm not sure what they're gonna <laughs> do. Like, so what will they do? Will it all be ready? No, 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 they can do it, they'll just put the dry. So he's very knowledgeable about oh, wow. Yeah, they're they're going to be starting combining soon. It's going to be yeah. It's they, like I said, they've just literally just done this, but the weather recently just it's awful. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's gone from dry as anything to chucking yes, it down. I know. Oh, well, we've yeah. had two two days with no rain, which has been quite nice. Oh wow! Wow. So managed to get. I mean, at the end of the day, day, you know, we should be grateful that we've got reasonably good weather. Yeah. And that's one of the things I and I meant to say actually. I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts, and I can't for the life of me remember who it was. It was a gentleman, and I do try to live by this now because I can sometimes. Um, especially on the academy, I'm trying to be more positive. Yeah. And it's helping me actually. I'm trying to do an awful lot of work on myself, being more positive and stuff. And I can't remember for the life of me whose podcast it was. And it was the acronym FLAG Faith, Love, Love, Acceptance, Gratitude. It wasn't Alex, was it? Alex Fleming? No, I don't think it was. 
I can't remember. Well, no, I tell you what it was. It, I was talking to talking about somebody, oh. and I was talking about a podcast that was it. somebody else, and I can't remember his name either. Oh. Yes, yes, I really like that, and yeah, having yeah. The values. Of, and of that's faith. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not religious. I'm no, and, and that's what that's what he was saying. It's not yeah. the faith, not the faith that you've got if you're yeah. religious as such, but the faith that everything will work out and be okay. Exactly. And I've I've tried to think to myself, it is what it is, it'll be okay. Yeah. And have the faith. And and also, like you say, okay, so it's been raining, my washing's I've been out on the line for two days, been getting wet. There's no point. <laughs> in now it's <laughs> just like acceptance it is what it is and it'll all be okay and I have tried to change my mindset for that so yeah, yeah it, it it really does I've been trying to think more positively yeah. and change my mindset to it'll be okay everything will work out yeah so try and put more sort of positive vibes out yeah the universe I think it's um I think so uh, what I don't ever want to do is try and shove you know things into people's faces and just say you you've got to do this because it, no, no. if you're not of that disposition and you see things maybe people might say oh I'm a much more pragma- pragmatic person I'm, I'm more of a realist I look at you know real life and I'm like and this was one of the things when I went to see Esther in Amsterdam one of the ladies a lady came on and she asked a question she said my son keeps on saying to me mum you know you can't just live your life all all lovely you've got to look at all of the horrors that are going on in the world you've got to live your life in the real world and what Esther said was but you can go out of your back door and that's real life yeah you can spend time with people who you love to spend time with, that's real life. You can choose not to put the news on, that's real life. Yeah. Why does having to concentrate on all of the horror absolutely mean that's real life and not choosing to concentrate on it? It isn't. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've, I I think just looking at mindset and, look, you know, if you're really happy, if somebody's really happy with their life, amazing. But if they want things to change and they're not seeing any changes and they're not changing, you'll only ever get what you got. Yeah. yeah, But they're not changing, you know, intrinsically who they are and what they are inside. Then how how can they possibly expect change to happen? So starting to change mindset, you know, steadily and gently is a, is a, it's a really good thing. And it's not about ignoring stuff or, you know, putting your head in the sand or anything like that. It's about, actually going out into the world and instead of concentrating on all of the crap yeah look the other way and concentrate on some of the good that's happening because there is a lot of good that's happening yeah absolutely I've um it has been said to me in the past oh you you you, you're quite negative I'm not I don't think I am I think the way my brain works like I'll look at a situation and I think, oh, right, okay, what if that happens? What if that happens? What if that happens? What do I do? And I'm sort of forward planning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but it can be seen as negativity. So I'm trying to change my mindset instead of automatically thinking, well, what if that happened? What would I do? Think, well, positive. What if that happened? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. And that's what I've been yeah. trying to do. And and actually, so a lot of the sessions in the academy have really helped 
it struck a call. I can't remember which one it was. And I literally sat there and I was like, oh my God, that that just so helps. Yeah. I still do it. I still, but I can now, but I can now stop myself and go, no, what are you doing? Think about this way instead yeah. of just running away with me. Because yeah. like, of course, mind. we can't predict the future. No. We have, we have no idea what's going to happen. So why not let's think about something lovely happening? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because like you say, yeah, you can't predict the future. And to be perfectly honest, what's the point? If you constantly think not great things or say not great things either about yourself or other people, and I have been, we are all guilty of, of that. Yeah. It just is. <laughs> um, but, it, yeah, it can then spiral that you don't realize you're unconsciously doing that you need to step in because if somebody if somebody else was saying that you would step in so you need to be that person in your head does that make sense yeah Yeah, no definitely Uh, have a listen to some of the Joe Dispenza stuff because he talks about personality and how people say oh you can't you can't change your personality but but actually you if you want to change you you have to change who you are inside and you can do that. Yeah. He's really, really interesting, really interesting guy. And him kind of interspersed with all of the other people that I listen to. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's really yeah. good. He's got some really good things to say. Oh, definitely. I'll look up. I'll look up. Yeah. I think um, having more of a positive mindset, just generally in everything, you know, even mm-hmm. if the person in front of you cuts you up or anything. <laughs> It's just like, yes, I accept that. can't their indicator. It's fine. <laughs> Instead of calling them all the names yeah. under the sun. <laughs> Winding the window down. <laughs> but there are days when that happens. Absolutely. And that's okay. <laughs> Unless they stop. Yes, and then you have to go away really quickly. <laughs> I did that with a cyclist once. I don't... I don't have anything against cyclists, but uh, we were coming up to us, just coming out of my mum's village. I'd kind of overtaken this cyclist and he was like on a country road and he was right in the middle of oh. the road. And the road was big enough for two cars to go past. Yeah. So I was like, I drove past. I, no, did I drive past? Yeah, I think I did drive past eventually. And then we had to come to a stop at the end because <laughs> <laughs> there's a junction. And he kind of pulls up and he was like, he's <laughs> got me and I'm like, don't look at him. Don't look. Don't look. Look forward. Look forward. <laughs> so I'm all very well driving aggressively past him, but I can't cope with him if he starts to talk to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's hilarious. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my Christ. Uh, I don't know. Gosh, we've talked for ages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so. It's, it's, yeah, I've got to go and talk about these uh, T's and C's now. T's and C's. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Get a little excited about those. Um, oh, it's been so nice to talk to you. So nice to talk to you. I'm, you know, absolutely delighted that your your art and your business and everything is going well. You know, it's so well deserved, and your your drawings are absolutely fabulous just just brilliant so um yeah all all good all good things and hopefully soon you'll be full-time and fingers crossed fingers crossed like I say I've got a plan and I you know I'm not sort of 
jumping ship and and going straight in there but still still need to you know work part-time and obviously pay some bills <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah fingers crossed it'll all it I know it will I know it yeah. will it'll be fine it'll work it'll work out it'll be good it will definitely oh amazing well it's been really really nice chatting to you Marie and yes. uh, yeah hopefully we'll get to get to do it again I've just rambled on about I don't know what uh, well people <laughs> like people like just hearing to just you know <laughs> rumble <laughs> chatting and I'm, I'm the biggest rambler going <laughs> all right Marie see you soon I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my it's a bonnie old life podcast if you did I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too my mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.